Yeah, welcome to it. Good to have you along. I'd like to welcome to the show Alyssa Freeman, who's our PR and pop culture expert. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for being here. Oh, as always, I look forward to this segment, Kelly. You know that. <laughs> well, me too. So let's start off with, you know, one of my favorite places to visit. And every time I see them on the news right now, I just like broken heart. Uh, just uh, the content spilling everywhere in New York City which is just being devastated by uh, the coronavirus. If you go to New York City on everybody's what to do lists, there's always go to Shake Shack. Now, they had a massive PR fail, in my opinion. Uh, they accessed a $10 million government loan meant for small businesses in the States. It's called the Paycheck Protection Program, and it ran out of funds within two weeks. And then somebody heard about this. And by the way, just to put it in perspective, Shake Shack revenues are in the hundreds of millions um, so they were outed and they are claiming that they were confused and they have given the money back. Your thoughts on this? You know, I love Shake Shack. I love Danny Meyer restaurants. I'm a foodie. I always tend to go to one or the other when I'm in New York, and that is for sure. And I've also seen a lot of documentaries and a lot of news items with Danny Meyer because when they're looking for some wise words from the hospitality industry, that's where the media goes. So when people did hear that Shake Shack got the money, now let's remember one thing about Shake Shack, and I'm not defending them because I love their burgers right. and their fries, crinkle fries. <laughs> um, but what about their shakes at the Shack? Yeah, they have they have um, restaurants all across North America, and yeah. I think worldwide. So you know when you access those funds, what that means is you get to open up all those outlets. However, you know they are a monolith. Whereas you compare that to the mom and pop restaurants, which run on very, very razor thin margins, which right. have almost no hope as you know as the as the pandemic um, goes on, of recouping their losses and even opening up again. So at the end of the day, did they receive the money? Yes. Did the senior leadership get together and say, you know what, let's give the money back? Then they did it. Was there some lag time in between that? Yeah, probably. But, you know, for the good, that's a very hard decision to make. He has employees, you know, and rents and whatnot to pay just like everybody else. But when you drill it down to the little guy, you know, maybe they had a change of heart and they gave the money back. So I think that people may have been scratching their heads at the beginning, but because they acted fairly quickly, I would say that they averted a complete PR disaster and they gave the money back. So is the lesson, uh, you know, do what you can until you get caught and then reverse it as quickly as possible and hope nobody noticed? Well, <laughs> that's one PR lesson, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, and it's interesting to say that, you know, they didn't realize that they had the money. Listen, you know, in these type of times when you're looking at right. the bottom line, you're not looking at it once a day. You're looking at it like every hour on the hour. You know, right. my, my husband owns a small business and, you know, when I see him hunched over the computer and I look over the, his shoulder and he, he's looking at the bank balance. So, of course, they knew they had the money. Um, mm. You know, is there some of that, uh, you know, now you see it, now you don't type of thing? Yeah, maybe. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Kelly, they did the right thing. And yes, they got their hand caught in the very big cookie jar, but they gave the money back. I think you like their burgers and fries. I do, I do. I'm a eater. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Ticketmaster also reversed his policy on refunds due to COVID-19. Kind of. It's still confusing. Uh, apparently, they're going to, don't call us, we'll call you. So the changes are set to begin May 1st. And 
it's so confusing because it will apply to both canceled and postponed shows. So customers are going to be offered refunds uh, for either of the circumstances within 30 days once the show has been canceled or new dates have been finalized. Now, people are apparently Ticketmaster will initiate the conversation and then you have 30 days to make a request. I, I don't trust that. I mean, I think there's too many things that can go wrong. First of all, it could end up in my spam uh, inbox and I never even notice it. And secondly, what happens to all the people whose concerts have, you know, were set for March? I was reading somebody was, had bought tickets for a show in March and it's been postponed. I think it was a Foo Fighters show until October. I mean, it could be, you know, past the 30 days now. So what happens to them? Well, here's the thing what's interesting. You know, anybody who bought a ticket to any of the Mervish productions... So here's the difference. Here's, a, here's, here's a, a contrast between a company that got out in front of this and that another company that was trying to sort of stay back and keep all that cash in the bank and earn interest on it. So Mervish, David Mervish sent out an email. If you had bought a ticket, um, as I did to Hamilton, very excited, ran downtown, put out my significant amount of money for four tickets and left mm-hmm. happily skipping away. You know, they know that I have a ticket. So a month prior, at the beginning of April, I got an email and it said to me, listen, you can do one of two things. We're always going to have plays. You can use this as a credit and draw down the credit. Or if you want a refund, click here and fill out this form and we will get to you. So that point is similar between this and I believe and, and ticket and Ticketmaster. However, Ticketmaster is like, okay, well, until we actually cancel the shows, you're not even giving people the option. So it's mm-hmm. almost like, um, you know, when you reverse opt in on something when you didn't know you did it and then you're sort of stuck with the reality of it. So mm. that's what I think Ticketmaster is doing here. And and honestly, why? People still, I mean, are, are they the only game in town to buy tickets from? Pretty much. Pretty I mean, they've much. got the market I mean, covered. Sellers. Yeah. Yeah. It seems crazy to me. And the other thing that, that really upsets me is, you know, I bought a ticket for a show on a specific date. I didn't buy it for another date. You know, there there are several dates sometimes that concerts run for. So, like, say they're three days in a row. I chose the first date. I didn't cho- choose the second or third date. So that's the that's my purchase. If you can't come through with with making that happen, and I get why, I should be able to get my money back. Does well, that seem I so agree. wrong? So if you spent eight hundred dollars for four Hamilton tickets. Um, do I want to keep that as a credit or would I like my $800 back and put it in the bank? I think that the latter is everybody's choice. So is it really 200 bucks for a Hamilton ticket? I really wanted to go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 I mean, I hope they were killer seats. Oh, they were stellar seats actually. And because I went down there, I didn't pay the service charge. So there is a silver lining to all of this. However, (laughs) however, it's my choice what to do with my money. Ticketmaster is, you know, they're almost acting like a bank. You know, they've banked your money, and they'll decide whether they're going to give it to you back. Well, if you're going to be a bank, I can take out money anytime I want by going to the ATM. I don't need to to really to have your permission to take my money back. And it's really just, you know, the, the... the more you dig yourself into these holes with jargon and by trying to be vague and, and your customer doesn't really understand where the money is or if they're going to get it back at all, I mean, what does that do for your reputation? Maybe they don't care. Maybe they care more about their bottom line and they'll say, listen, we'll take our licks because there's really nobody else that competes with us. And all those other ticket sellers, we know. You go to StubHub, you're not paying the same price. You're paying a jacked up price because you need the ticket. So maybe they're holding their position like a little bit too close to their chest. But as far as their regard for the consumer, it's purely disdainful. 
Speaking of consumers, let's uh, turn our attention to the fact that there are a lot of retailers that are hurting right now. Their stores are shut, but their online uh, stores are still open. And they're having like Black Friday type sales right now, trying to offload uh, their wares. And and most of them in uh, the, the fashion sector, because we're changing seasons. I mean, you should have the summer stuff in now. We didn't even get to look at the spring collection. Well, you know, it's so interesting you say that, Kelly, because I continually get emails from Nordstrom. You know, you buy there once, you get their emails. Anyways, I noticed an email that says 60% off clearance and another 35% off select items. And I'm like, what? Is that kind of free? Not really. But it made me look and it made me go onto the site and see, gee, is there anything that I really need? But you know what? People are holding their cash. They're not, they Mm -hmm. don't care about, you know, new spring shoes or spring tops or spring dresses. They honestly don't. No, because we're all walking around in yoga pants and sweatshirts. I'm wearing, that's what I'm wearing today. What about you? Absolutely. I may never put on another pair of pants that doesn't have an elastic waist. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so be that as it may, I look at this and I look in my closet and I think I'm wearing about 2% of my closet and I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that. And people are just not buying. And this is really what this all signs point to, Kelly, is that this is going to hasten potentially the demise of the mall or of the big, you know, the big retail outlet. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, I, I you know what? Sort of joy of going to Yorkdale. I do. I also like to touch things that I'm going to put on. Agreed. I mean, you can't really you it's it fabric is tactile and and the way a garment falls is super important. I think what we're going to see uh I think you're right on the fact that that things will start to uh you know, we might see the early demise if we hadn't already started to see it. Uh the speedier demise of the bricks and mortar store, but I wonder uh cuz I just purchased online a sewing machine. I wonder Did if you? we're going to see people kind of get back into into sewing. I mean, I'm thinking I still have to buy fabric and everything, but I, I've been making masks by hand, Alyssa, and I'm telling you, it would be a lot speedier if I had a sewing machine. So I broke down and I made the purchase. Well, people are baking bread, Kelly. So the next step yep. is sewing your own clothes. And, you know, on Amazon, I've been watching that show, Making the Cut, and there's zip, zip, zip on the sewing machine. I thought, you know, if I was any good, I'd actually do that. But, yeah. You know, you never know what the next trend may be. First, it was everybody was hoarding toilet paper. Now you can't find a, a jar of yeast in the city to save your life. Yeah, you know, I think that we're going to see people turning back to because they have more time in their hands, turning back to learning uh, just uh, old skills and basic skills. You know, there's going to be a lot more people gardening. I was reading this. Uh, oh my gosh! Interesting... I can't believe you said that. My daughter says, "Can we plant vegetables?" Oh. Yeah, I I was reading an interesting thing. You know, here, let's add a little fuel. I just have to go in to find this uh, story. But there was a study done recently, and I might as well bring it up. You can tell your daughter this, that they they studied at a university uh, researchers to find out what gardening does for you. Apparently, uh, community or home gardening improves your body image. Isn't that weird? They found that people who garden in their community allotments or at home have significant higher levels of body appreciation. They've got body pride. They appreciate their body's overall functionality more than non-gardeners. And and so you feel pretty good about yourself, apparently. Well, I think it's all that really hard work. Gardening is hard work. You know, yeah. you're digging, you're planting, you're tilling, you're, you know, there there's a lot of work to do in gardening. And the fact that your body allows you to stand up and dig and engage in that physical activity because you know gardening is considered physical activity i worked for the heart Mm -hmm. stroke foundation for 18 years and gardening was always down there 
So, yeah, I can see the correlation that people feel a sense of satisfaction that they've planted and a sense of satisfaction that their bodies are healthy enough to allow them to engage in that activity. I don't want to sound too creepy, but I'm not I'm not plowing, I'm not tilling, I'm not planting. That's my husband's work and there's nothing hotter. You know how people get really excited when they see their mate vacuum? You know those all those memes all over the place, you know, the hot men vacuuming holding a baby. Mine is watching my husband chop down a tree or plant a garden. It is uh quite enticing, I have to say. Oh, listen, you know, anytime the landscapers show up and particular ones take off their, I mean, you know what, forget it. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I think, I I think we'll of, leave it at once they drop there. Yeah, you and, know what, well, I have of course, to take down the tree. The roofer, okay? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, some kind of roofer. All right. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. Alyssa, always a pleasure talking to you. Okay, Kelly, until next time. Thanks so much. This is how, girl, this is how the Women's Weekend gets out of control. Starts like this, and then we open a bottle of champagne, and it just devolves.